0: Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. Chippy's just showing up her spot. That was my eyeliner. Oh, sorry. I thought you were showing me an undernose spot. It's a very funky eyeliner. That's how old I am. I you use the word. It's from, from the spot.
1: Um, now, one of the things I say most as a skincare person is never pop a spot. And what did I just say to you?
0: I'm going to have to pop your spot. And I thought you meant <laughs> immediately... And I was like, oh cool. could you please turn your video off when you do it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm writing. My writing is not good. Life Laundry link tree, because I need to sort that out. I'm doing that, th- I've, I've, well, we've had loads of lovely comments about last week's post. You said to me something very, that you you you, you summed it up perfectly um not feeling happy in your own skin Mm. Um, and I think lots of people feel the same and that's and that's what I get when I get envy from looking at other people on the internet and I'm a big fan of unfollowing people on the internet who don't make me feel good but someone who constantly makes me feel really bad whilst I also love her is Dorno Porter because she's great, Mm. love her clothing recommendations, and she's really funny. She's also annoyingly just thin whilst being a mum. So I'm a bit. Did you Uh, ever watch that documentary that she did? No. It's not true crime, I'm not watching it.
0: It was about losing weight. Oh, really? And she went down to a size zero. Hold on. It was a few years ago now. And um, it was it was actually fascinating. So she went on um she went on this crash diet and it was in America and she, she started off, I think she started off as a size 10 or a 12. Um and she had Super Slim Me, that was it. Super Slim Me. Um it's on YouTube, you can watch it. It's a six-part series that was commissioned by the BBC. Um
1: hmm?
0: Thanks, thanks for all that info. Welcome. But yeah, so she so she I think she started off as like a t- 10 or a 12, like normal, quite curvy, you know, but, um, and she remember one, one scene. She's trying to get into this size zero dress for some award ceremony. And one scene she had so she had to have a skinny Christmas, and it put her in such a bad mood. Like she went back to Guernsey, I think, where she's from. Is that right? Yeah. And she had one slice of dry turkey and some green beans. She obviously couldn't drink. She was trying to lose weight, and she, she was just like this is fucking bollocks. I am never having a skinny Christmas again. And she just like lost the plot. And she I don't. I don't, I don't know if she did it. She didn't quite get into the dress, and she um, put the dress onto a skeleton model and wheeled it into somewhere. Some big office whether it was a modeling office or whatever and just and she was going around giving them all a piece of cake like an accountability cake so like do you want to take a slice of this accountability for making women feel like they're not good enough in their own bodies and and some of the receptionists obviously she didn't have any idea what was going on and they were like okay yes thanks for the cake and others were like no go away because obviously she had film cameras with her but yeah. it was it was fascinating so um now, because I know that about her I, I look at her in a slightly different light. And also I watch, some, I don't follow her anymore. I watch some stories that she did ages ago saying that normally if she had a bit of weight to lose, she'd do a load on the Peloton and she'd be back to normal. But since having yeah. kids, that no yeah. longer applies.
1: Yeah. But she is, she's is petite. Uh, so yeah, but I but I love following her, so I do. Um, but yes, yeah, so thanks everyone. I know that I'm not alone in my, jenna's just wandered off the podcast mine um i know that that lots of people feel like it but i yeah it's just distressing when i should be thinking about fixing a a bone and stuff that i'm fixating on weight so i just wanted to say thanks for all the messages and stuff we've had some
0: nice chats
1: in the facebook group
0: do you ever think like when you um I think sometimes, if you, do you ever think in your head, if I was slimmer, I would be automatically better at blah blah blah.
1: Yeah. Well, no, but I definitely think if I was thinner, then my life could start.
0: You know what I mean, but and and see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Sometimes that I sort of get into. Sometimes with in my work. It, I, I, and the thing is, I know that if I wanted to, I could. I know that if I wanted to, I could quite easily lose a stone and a half. If I put my mind to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I can't. But, but I'm yeah. not. Why am I not? What am I telling myself? Is it that I'm actually not that bothered, but actually I think I am. Or is it because I'm telling myself that I will be able to do X, Y, Z when I'm one and a half stone lighter for one of them, you know, just plucking that out of the air. Yeah, so and is that scary? If I lose that one and a half stone and don't achieve those things that I'm telling myself the reason why I'm not achieving them is because I'm too big. That's what I think my thing is.
1: Yeah. It's like Uh,
0: self-sabotage.
1: Yeah. I think it's self-sabotage. Everyone does it to a certain extent.
0: Um, Which is a bit (laughs) sucky.
1: Yeah. And I definitely had, you know, I've had that thing where, because I mean, I couldn't work for three weeks and loads of people will be like, I broke my wrist and I could work. And the thing Yay. is, I couldn't type, I couldn't write. And it was really annoying doing everything either by, it's fine to talk to you by voice note because we voice note anyway, but most people I don't voice note with. And because it's my right hand, I usually do my texting with my right hand. So even sending messages. So I'm doing a course at the moment, taking notes. It was all either done with my left hand typing or I'd have to press pause on the on the consultation, on the thing, dictate into my phone. Do you know what I mean? Everything took so much time. Um, but what I worked out was that loads of plates, like I, I didn't need to be doing all the stuff that I had convinced myself that I needed to be doing. And I slightly wonder if being busy all the time and convincing myself, that I couldn't stop, and I had to be doing stuff all the time, and I had to be really busy. It stopped me doing stuff that I actually wanted to do.
0: Yeah,
1: if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense. Because because you I mean, do all that really stuff, do, and it's still, and you're still not happy.
1: Do all that stuff, but it's not. But I'm not. I mean, I'm making slightly less money since I stopped working. Um, but that my working has been very dodgy anyway, because of COVID can't do faces. So I can paint faces now, but I still can't paint faces because my hand's not right and I can't drive. Um, but in terms of like other stuff that I do, um, I I just think it's interesting that I've stopped working and everything's kept ticking along and that's fine. And like when something needed addressing, I've done it. And the world hasn't stopped turning, and I've actually watched quite a lot of friends. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's just been quite nice. Whereas yeah, I you get oh, in that
0: oh is that thing? I read about it ages ago. It's called Parkinson's Law. Have you ever heard of it? No. So. Parkinson's law is this law that you the a task will expand to fill the amount oh yeah
1: the amount of time you give it so that ties in very interestingly with a podcast I was listening to about procrastination and about how the chemicals in your body now that I'm getting this very wrong (laughs) find out the name of the podcast it was it was a it was a doctor it was a live more dr chastity one And they were talking about procrastination and they were saying that the same hormones. So your body does its fight or flight thing. And so your same hormones are what causes procrastination. And so what happens is you don't want to do the thing. So your body is flighting from it. So that's what procrastination is. But then when the deadline comes up, that's more scary than the thing. So that becomes the flight thing, Mm -hmm. which is why you're not necessarily, oh, I'm one of those terrible people that always does my essay the night before it's due. It's like, no, there's a hormonal reason for that. And if you can address that fight or flight feeling, then you'll procrastinate less. It was very interesting. More interesting than I make it sound but there's also something
0: you, you've probably summed that whole up in about a minute and they spent a whole episode on it
1: i know they should just have me on every week <laughs> so there's also interestingly i was reading this thing i'm just checking i've got the name on icky oh i'm gonna have to okay how do we how do we pronounce this i-k-i-a-g-i is that right Ikiyaji, Ikiyaji, right? It's this Japanese idea. Um, it means reason for being, right? And it says that basically Ikiyaji is like the central thing. So you've got doing what you love, doing what the world needs, doing what you can be paid for, doing what you're good at. And basically the middle of this Venn diagram is your ikaji. It's finding that sweet spot in life
0: have you done your ecology?
1: No, your ecology, So for me, but it would be like, okay, so it'd be like if, um, I, well, okay, my husband's reading the Andre Agassi um, book at the moment and I'm completely obsessed with it. But Andre Agassi is a really good example of this because um, lots of people don't know that Andre Agassi hated tennis, hated playing tennis, played tennis because his father, wanted him to play tennis and he was good at it but hated it but actually tennis and well he met his wife but tennis enabled him to um
0: make is those he married Steffi Graf?
1: yeah and now he's doing what he loves what the world needs no. what's his vocation it makes him money do you just know mean it's ticking all the boxes. Oh I
0: know what my what is it unagi no oh. you, uh, <laughs> what you,
1: I K I A G I. I need to ask my mum for the Japanese pronunciation. Why did she speak Japanese? She grew up in Japan until she was five. First language she spoke, apart from English, was Japanese. Hmm. She spoke Swedish. Hmm. I know. So we can tell when she's been on the phone to her Swedish friends because she's like, I don't speak any Swedish anymore. But then she'll be like, Chippy, do you want to come and have some supper? I'm speaking to Antonia, perchance. So why you say that I don't <laughs> know <laughs> well I know what okay well I know what my I don't yeah okay. so that's the thing so you're a very good example as well because you do yeah. you were a doula you do this you do that and it's finding that sweet spot in the middle that everyone finds so you find these people and I mean, that I love this woman and, and I'm not saying this. She's got an incredibly weird, what well, to me, a weird profession. This woman who is in my Facebook group, who's lovely, who's very supportive of me all the time. And she is a funeral mortician. Yeah, I
0: remember you saying, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, no, that's so weird. And she's like, it's my dream job. I've always wanted to do it. And, she, and, I, and immediately, because I'm a true crime fan, I'm like, but why? but actually because like I remember I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast but like leaving my dad at the funeral home felt like a huge betrayal to me because I was like I'm just leaving him with strangers and it's like one thing when they're in the hospital Mm -hmm. they're being cared for but then I didn't know these people that I've just left him with and so but to her she's like that is what I want to be able to give people I want to be able to look after them at that time and so that a for me made me feel amazingly better about it but also i was like that's such a good example of it because it's a profession but the society needs people like that it's her vocation it's going to pay her money so to support her family and it's sort of it's things like that that you think god when people get into real niche specialization of their job or they're they like you and me who do lots of random different things, and you've come almost full circle to do doolering again. And we do a podcast, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you were the same as me. And I used to have my own radio show when I was seven, uh, where it would just be me in the utility room and my tape recorder, oh, uh, it's telling myself the news. Um, just me, so whether you're sort of scrapping around and you're changing your job and you're not sure what you want to do. I think it's just a really nice idea to be, to have this thing where you're like, eventually rather than trying to climb the career ladder or, or trying to get the best paycheck, try and find your thing that makes you happy, that you enjoy doing, that fulfills your dreams, that pays you and, also all women need to stop feeling guilty about being bloody paid because it's such an important thing being paid your worth is a massively fulfilling thing as a human and I think especially for women because we often don't get paid our worth but also that serves society because and again it's a, a, a human need to feel like you're supporting society or you're contributing to your community in some way. And I know that loads of people will be like, I don't feel like that. You probably do in a way that you don't know about it. Like I always get eye rolls about that I'm in the PTA, but I'm like, my kids go to the school and I've got an opinion. I don't know if people know this about me, but I do have opinions. So I might as well go and have a, a vocal opinion rather than sitting in my house being like, I wish they did it like this. I'm gonna go to school and be like, you should do it like this.
0: I've decided to be more opinionate. No, that's <laughs> not true. I have decided to lean into my opinions. Yeah. I had a bit of, a, of an epiphany last week. Uh, I had a little bit of an epiphany last week. <laughs> AKA 10 minutes ago. When she says
1: last week, <laughs> three hours ago. I had an
0: epiphany epiphany recently and, and that is that for so long because of the job that I've done, I've become very guarded and quite very safe. Uh, I'm a bit fed up. I'm not gonna become very controversial, but I, um, I don't really stick up for myself as much as I think I should in it. And I find it quite frustrating. But ironically, like, we had um, the WhatsApp came around yesterday from the um, class WhatsApp group. The class current class rep was looking for another class rep to take over next year. <laughs> not me.
1: I wish my finger poked through into it. Right? <laughs> yeah. That'd be so
0: good. was yeah. like, oh, no, Chippy, you trying to get a, a tune out of your computer or something?
1: Um, no, no, no. Uh, I do, uh, So I had this realization. I have this uh, friend, Natalie, that I walk with most days, and she always says to me, "You're not as mean as you think you are," and you're not as mean. And I was like, "That's because." That was a mean issue. I, was super, I was super mean. I was not a very nice person for years because I'm quick. I'm not nice about myself a lot of the time, but my sense of humor is quick. Yeah, I'm nice that, you. you are quite that. Awesome. Could lead to being mean, just for a quick laugh. Just mean, and so it's very easy for me to take someone down verbally. Um. And I stopped doing it because it wasn't very nice. And I think you're probably the same as me, where you almost go too much the other way. Mm. And you're like, everyone has the right to speak, and everyone has got to be nice to everyone, and everyone's got to... Do you know what I mean? Everyone's got a right to say what they think, and, and everything's valid. And actually, it's like, yes, they do, but in certain spaces, you have a right to speak, and you have a right to have an opinion, and you have a right to
0: say what you so my my new thing is going to be would you say that in my kitchen to me yeah well I've got
1: all opinionated would you say that yeah. in- this is why Derek gets suspicious when we chat because you'll go downstairs and be all feminist want
0: like, a cup of tea don't you talk to me about would tea. you say that to me in my kitchen yes okay we'll make it me then
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you'll get people like, like me who are like yeah
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough <laughs> okay then. <fair.
1: laughs>
0: I've been looking at reels so much today now that I can actually probably recite there's one reel that goes fair enough I'm a little bit confused but fair enough like that <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one I was looking for one certain sound on reels it took me collectively over about three days about two hours to you find I did that. I couldn't say so on TikTok, you put in the sound and it comes up, not on Instagram, because that's yeah. making life a little bit too easy. And everyone's freaking out about Instagram because it's no longer a photo sharing platform. I've done two reels, it's taken me about six hours to film them. <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds each.
1: I loved the sheet. <coughs> <coughs> I love the sheets one. You're all right. Right. Has anyone else found it really pollen-y this year?
0: Lots of people have, yes.
1: <laughs> I don't get hay fever. But every now and again, it's like I hoof in a load of
0: pollen. Hey, I'm double vaccinated. Whoop, whoop. Are you
1: feeling fine? Double vaxed, feeling fine. Double vax makes me feel fine. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The virus in my
0: mind. Putting <laughs> the, in the mind. virus to the back of my mind.
1: <laughs> I need to go and get double backs.
0: Um Yeah, because you can bring yours forward now too, can't you?
1: Yeah, because they were, because we've got pop-up places in London where you can just walk in and get baxed. But it was all AstraZeneca and I'm a Pfizer.
0: Because so you just have to be different. I don't. I've gone and got. <laughs> angel. I haven't no, I went I went in and it was really rough and it was bleeding it was kind of poor
1: you're not making people want to get vaxxed
0: anyway I was fine really achy knees for about four hours <coughs> and then you found was fine um
1: I've got a few opinions about vaccinations firstly if like me you went raving when you were a teenager Yeah, and did everything that that entailed, Mm
0: -hmm. then you
1: should just go and get vaccinated, because you'd be happy to stick stuff up your nose and in your mouth that you found on the floor of a warehouse rave. Yeah, Uh, Go and get vaccinated. Also, if you need any prompting, if you go and look at The Last Woman to Die of Smallpox uh, in the 70s, it's a fairly horrendous tale. And uh, we got rid of smallpox because of vaccinations. So yeah, it's really grim. Poor woman. Days, days. Oh, it might even have been weeks. And people just having to like medically document it because she's the only case in years while she died. Oh, uh. I know. And then uh, you have smallpox. You get really ill, and you get pustules all over your body that spread. And then you die and you're super contagious and her dad died of a heart attack from it and she'd been working in a lab so uh, that had smallpox in it and i don't know how she caught it but the doctor who was running the lab went out to his garden shed and shot himself because he felt so guilty that she got it. And never work out how she got it and you obviously don't get vaccinated against smallpox anymore because it doesn't exist anymore, except in labs.
0: Did you ever watch that film, I Am Legend, with Will Smith?
1: No, that sort of film is a no from me. flat out no. Uh, Does the dog die? Probably, I think so. Yeah, no, 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 no no to dog death. Basically, as soon as I saw the dog in the advert, in the trailer, no, because that's going to die. Uh, it's either Will Smith or the dog gonna die, and I'd rather it's Will Smith. Um,
0: I think Will Smith be. does die at the end.
1: Does he? Mm. I just none of that. I like like cheery films. Why can't Why can't we have cheery
0: films? So it's interesting because he's he he's the only one left, and he's he's a scientist, and he's trying to come up with the antidote. That's What's the
1: point if you're the only one left?
0: Because they're all. All the zombies are really weird. They're like, like, they're all like, they do this, yeah. yeah. And they all like huddle in together, like, say so they've got all in a group with their heads in together, and like, they're all like really veiny and pale. And then, and then like a hive, and they kind of do this, and then when they see the light, they go. So he wants to go and inject them, and he catches one, and I think he he br- of he's a woman, and he kind of anyway, he captures one and uses her as an experiment But it's not for you. I feel I've waited too much time. No,
1: I mean bring me Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell having a lovely time on a boat. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, I okay.
1: want my sons to be escapist. I don't. I, I, I thought
0: of a, a film that I didn't mention, Shirley Valentine, that she has to go on my list.
1: No!
0: no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't like Shirley Valentine?
1: Why not? I feel like this is going to be team Thong or Big Big Pants. What's wrong
0: with Shirley Valentine? Come on, there must be a reason. It's just a bit sappy. Me and Norma try fuck with you. What is it? Me and me fuck with you. Tony Conti. I just think, what's her name? Pauline Quirk? No. It's not Pauline Quirk. What's her name? What do I do
1: when you... Uh, okay. Uh, Shirley... <laughs> Lassie, Temple. (laughs) Valentine, cast. She is great, isn't she? She was Pauline Collins. That's it. Oh. I mean, yeah, I can't, I feel like my inner monologue is so uh, harsh and I have lots of intrusive thoughts as anyone who has any kind of mental issue going on, you'll understand. I don't need that brought to me on screen. I don't need Jenny to feel sorry for anyone like yeah I just like
0: when she gives that dog off. Have you ever, have you ever watched it?
1: Not for not, not for like 20 years.
0: So she gives she feels sorry for the neighbor's dog which is like a great dane and gives it the steak that she'd brought for her husband for his tea. Right? Husband's a knob right so she comes in, he's been out, it's very like chauvinistic and he comes in from work and he sits down and he goes, she, put, she puts his tea down.
1: Yeah.
0: What's that? Ch- chips and egg. And he goes, he goes, chips and egg. But it's Friday or Thursday, thing. We have steak on a Thursday. And yeah. She's like, not tonight we're having chips and egg because I fed the steak to the dog. And like, he takes the plate and he, well, he gets his hand in the meal and he's like, I'm not eating this and he's throwing it around. And I just thought, I just really loved that scene, watching a woman who's been downtrodden and she just is like, no, I'm going to Greece, screw you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I um, it fills me with rage even now, I've got my stress ball out. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm not emotionally I'm not mentally and emotionally mature enough to watch any kind but of you thing. weren't like
0: educating Rita either then. No. God's sake. Remains of the day? No. Oh, with Anthony Hopkins and Noah Thompson. No, I like um what's the one with Cher? <laughs> Shoop shoot. The mermaids, what is it?
1: No. 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 Uh uh, the one in Italy. Tea with Mussolini. I can handle that. You're not seeing it. What is it called? Tea with Mussolini.
0: No.
1: Oh, it's got like if you look at it, it's got it's got like Maggie Smith, share that all the greats are in there, being themselves. Being great. (laughs) Judi Dench, obviously. What's she
0: not in? I do like a bit. I do like a bit of Judy. Right. What has been your positive for this week, Chippy? Uh... How many stress balls do you actually own at the moment?
1: I've got this one. This yeah. is my smallest, my my squishiest one. And then I've got red one, a yeah. blue one. The next one up, and then I have putty because it moves. Because I need to get driving, and I can't drive until my wrist creases are back, and my wrist creases.
0: Is it getting better?
1: No. Look. No. You show me a Namaste. Do you think this is my table? <laughs> namaste again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not ideal, is it?
1: Uh, my positive for this week. My new podcast. I really enjoy doing my new podcast this week. I have
0: to say, your your Instagram posts are good and scary in equal measure. Very macabre.
1: Um, we need every, every we need a, a rerun with Gemma Bray for more ghost, Ghosts I've Attracted by Gemma Bray. Spooky people that have just wandered into my bedroom by Gemma Bray. Um, I did a classic, I did the classic Haunted British House last week. And part of the thing I was saying about slowing down with work was that I was like, I can't sit and read, I can't sit and read about Ballie Rectory. And then I was like, well, if you're doing a podcast on it, it can either be ill-informed or you can sit and read about it and do it well. And it's that allowing yourself to be like, sitting and reading is not lazy. Do you know what I mean? So I, I loved, I, I like doing that and I'm excited about next week's episode. What's yeah. your positive of the week been?
0: Agreeing to be rep for your class. Yeah um i'm double vaccinated and we've um hooked up the gas pipe oh how is that all going they hooked it up today and i would need to wait for the mains water to be hooked up on saturday and then we can actually start building the bloody extension rather than faffing around have you got any while
1: we're here and you are the organized mum yeah it's been a while since you had building work done up like this because you didn't do it in your old house?
0: We, we did, but we rented whilst we did it.
1: Any tips, any tips that you're on the go tips that you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing.
0: Do this, this do that. Don't do it.
1: Oh no, Gemma. No,
0: my top, my top tip is that there is no point. It's just, you just got to do surface level stuff. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about it. Which for me is really, really difficult. It's been a real it's been a real stress point for me since we moved in. It's really set my teeth on edge knowing that there's dust. But the thing is, if I dusted everywhere,
1: it would just get dusty again. The next
0: day someone else will drill a hole, or you know, we've had a load of shells put in this week. And you know, it's just it's really difficult to put a pin in it. And I can't, I can't remember what it's like to live in a house that doesn't,
1: you know, that's got done. I just <laughs> like to live in a house that's done. And I've lived here for five years. Got holes in my ceiling. Yeah, that's my task. It's my deep breaths. One of my brothers-in-law who I no longer speak with because he's a twat, um, did give me a very good bit of advice once about having children because he was a stay-at-home dad for a while. Yeah his advice was only tidy once um and when you have a newborn and you know or, or like small crawly babies and they're just making a mess and he was like you'll just beat yourself up if you're tidying all the time and then you play with them a different thing and then you tidy that up completely and he's like it's much better to just you know put stuff away when you when you finished with it but like do a one big end of the day tidy and I guess it kind of translates to building work as well whereas it's better to almost at the end of the day be like right I'm just going to have a wipe down of the surfaces that need to have a wipe down and it just mean rather than sort of every time you see dust or something out of place I also seem
0: to be constantly wandering around picking up mugs from builders Why yeah I- that
1: is number one role as I hate to say it, woman of the house during building times. I remember when my builders started and I got them a big, I got them a, a kettle and some tea bags upstairs and um, some biscuits. And they were like, we don't like chocolate digestives. And I, I did give them fucking back then. And they were like, no, we'll eat them. But I was like, get fucked. Did they get any more biscuits from me?
0: Sorry, you've got me confused with Tesco. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Chiffy. Bye.